With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's a meet Friday. It's hour one. The boys are here. Morale is high. Come on in. Stay a while if you can. You can watch if you like on Peacock, our streaming partner. You can listen. Well, you can also listen on Peacock, but you can listen on our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the great cities that carry this program, numbering nearly 400. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. Make sure you take us up on this offer. Great T-shirts ready for the playoffs. Doesn't matter what fan uh, team you're a fan of, we've got a T-shirt for you. You can go to danpatrick.com, buy one T-shirt, get the uh, next T-shirt for 50% off the discount applied at checkout. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Coming up in about a half hour, we will get the official announcement of where we will be at Super Bowl week in Arizona. Uh, that's huh? the sound of us going across oh, country. Oh, okay. I didn't have like a, road, oh. that's road trip sound. Oh, road trip sound. Okay. But uh, we'll let you know where we will be set up in Arizona. Very, very excited. Got a great location. We'll let you know all about that coming up. It's a meet Friday. And the Traegers are fired up. Something different today. Chinese barbecue pork. Pork and vegetable dumplings. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I said that out loud. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, I thought, all right, let's shake it up a little bit. Is it the Chinese New Year on Sunday? I think that's the theme. Okay. But this is awkward because that's what Fritzy was planning to have tonight at home. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, that's all right. You can never have enough Chinese food. I'm good. Yeah, I'm curious. Tyler is uh, also answering the phone calls, but he uh, fired up the Traegers and we're going to cook something that we haven't had before. So uh, we got dumplings and uh, Chinese barbecue pork. Char Su, I think is maybe how it's pronounced. Okay. I don't know. He made these like a year ago. They have kind of like a pinkish red ribs. They're really they're really good. Oh, but the ones we're having today weren't the ones made a year ago. No, oh, they've okay. not been. I was like, wow. That, aged one year. They've been seasoned for a long time. Seton O'Connor, poll question today. What are we going to go with? I'm actually going to throw it over to Todd because. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> 
I feel a certain sense of obligation that if Todd puts his beautiful mind to work and uh, is just sharing his creativity with us, and not only that, but he put it when, okay, when everything, when he puts it together and every line is a different color, I just feel <laughs> like, I feel like Todd needs to, we need to honor that. Are you setting him up to fail? Of course not. Oh. I'm, I'm giving him a platform to succeed, Dan. Hmm. Okay. It's unfortunate you don't get the visual of the red Chiefs and the green Eagles and the blue Bills. And okay. The... Todd? Okay, here we go. All right. Thank you. Least likely headline from divisional playoff weekend. Least likely. Read it and weep. Chiefs bow out at Arrowhead. Read it. Because the, co- the head coach's name is Andy Reid. R E I D. So this is going to be playing off of all the home teams if there's a, an upset here. But least likely. Second one. That hurts. Nothing special about Philly this time. Yeah. The Philly special. Yeah, the Philly special. There you go. Yeah. On that one. Okay. And Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Waiting here in Allentown. Bill's Mafia look to next season. You set him up to fail. I did not. Yeah, this is, you did. Are you kidding me? I'm loving this. Yeah. Sing a little Billy Joel bonus coverage. Brock in a hard place. Purdy disappointing versus Dallas. I'm going to say that of all of them, that one for me is a little disappointing. Okay. Brock a little, a little in a too hard, easy. It's a little simple. All right. You're better than that. That's the poll question today. Yes. Right. Least likely headline. All right. Intelligence runs in the family, not this one. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. USA.com. That's how Fritzy would pronounce it. Yes, Paul. And Robert Gronkowski goes, USAA. He stresses that. Have you seen a good USAA commercial with Rob yet? They are getting better. They Oh, they're definitely getting better because he's toned down his acting a little bit. <laughs> and and it's Wait, making that was acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to all of us actors, that's not acting. He's being a little less <laughs> Rob Gronkowski-ish in them, and it's working. They are getting better. Do you think they said, hey, a little less Gronk? Yeah, I mean, we want you to be you, just a little <laughs> less you. Can we try something a little more subdued? Uh, yes, Paul. In, in all seriousness, you've been on movie sets and have directors tell you the tone of a scene. Hello. When they talk to Gronk in some of these commercials, do they tell him, hey, dude, kind of be a complete meathead? Because that seems like he's pushing himself into more of a character. And I don't think, it's a, I don't think he chose his direction. Yeah, they probably are asking him to be Gronk, not Rob Gronkowski. Isn't that an insult, though, a little bit? Well, uh, it's it's been very successful for him. He's cashing in on it. I mean, I don't know if he has a long shelf life, if he's going to be an action hero or anything. Yes, yes, he. Do you remember when uh, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey had their own TV show? Yes. Well, there is this scene where Jessica Simpson is working on her new album. And it's like it's like one of the episodes. It's like the whole storyline for her, right? And she's working on her new album, and they submit it to the label, and the label gives their feedback to her. And it's like, well, the songs are a little too challenging, and maybe we can make them a little more singable to the average person or whatever. And then they cut to her in the studio, and she's like, like over singing everything. And you're like, dang, that's the label trying to hurt. Like, okay, maybe not so much. Maybe we could just tone it back a little bit. Very similar to Rob Gronkowski. How do you tell somebody, hey, we like you, but can you stop being so much you? Well, that's a deep cut by you yeah, this morning. Yeah, yeah. Callback. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah, I'm bringing heat. By the way, so am I. If you're watching on Peacock, you're Ooh. welcome. 
You are welcome. Yes, I did get a haircut, but that's not what you're welcome for. I have my Taylor Swift sweatshirt that my wife got me for Christmas. Tour sweatshirt? Uh, no, this is basically, uh, it's a Taylor Swift uh, Midnight's. It's like an album promo yeah. sweatshirt. But uh, my wife got it for uh, Christmas. It just arrived. I didn't ask for it, but I'm damn glad I got it. And uh, so the package showed up on the front porch. Well, the puppy likes to go out and sometimes pick up the packages and then rip them open. So I looked outside yesterday and I saw what looked like a beach towel or uh, something out there. I went out to get it. There's my Taylor Swift sweatshirt. And it had a bunch of confetti inside the package as well. And uh, I said to my wife, well, might have to wash this, but I'm wearing it. Meet Friday. And uh, Swifties, you're welcome, Tay-Tay. I walked in and I said to Paulie, don't ask why, ask why not. <laughs> Just trying to protect you from you. No, no, I'm good. Because I, I had it on today and uh, my wife goes, you're really going to wear it? And I go, yeah. I mean, that's why you got it. She goes, yeah, I didn't know you'd wear it on the show. It's, it's an awesome sweatshirt. <laughs> Haters are going to hate. Yeah. Yes. Hate, hate, hate. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got our poll question. <laughs> Play of the day coming up. This is going to be an interesting day today, it yeah. feels like. Feels like it's going to be an interesting day. Somewhere right. Jack Antonoff is very happy right now. He's very proud of you. The uh, music producer? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, NFL lines, here they are. I got, according to DraftKings, Cowboys plus four. Bengals getting five and a half. Giants getting seven and a half. Jags getting eight and a half coming up this weekend. I started to wonder about this yesterday, that Aaron Rodgers, don't know what's happening, he's turned 39. Tom Brady, don't know what his future is, 46 years of age. We uh, lost Roethlisberger and Breeze. You know, it, it seemed like we were in a pretty good position of the next wave of quarterbacks. And I started to think, who were the great quarterbacks? Not good, very good, great one that you say, or two that you say, three you say, they're great. Well, Patrick Mahomes is now, he's sort of the, the senior quarterback here at what age 27. He's the great quarterback. Is Josh Allen great? Is he very good? Joe Burrow, great? Very good. Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts. Trevor Lawrence. Now, they're all young quarterbacks. Of the, they're all uh, under the age of 30. Now, the last time this happened, it's only happened one time in the Super Bowl era. All eight starting quarterbacks are under 30. The only other time that that happened was 2004. All the quarterbacks under the age of 30 were in the divisional round of the playoffs. You had Peyton Manning, Donovan McNabb, Chad Pennington, you had Brady, Mark Bolger, Dante Culpepper, Michael Vick. Ben Roethlisberger was 22 years of age. That's the last time that happened. The only time that that happened in the Super Bowl era. Yeah, Paul. Whoa! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! Wondering if maybe we could get Taylor Swift to do a stat of the day for the show. That'd be nice. Maybe I'll uh, hit up somebody who could hit her up. Yes, Tom, or, uh, Paul? That list you had is like an interesting mix. There's a couple first ballot Hall of Famers and a couple guys who 
bounced around the league and yeah. had up and down years. But that's why, how many great quarterbacks? Would you say Josh Allen, great quarterback? Consensus, right? Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. Joe Burrow, great. Consensus, I would think, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see? Aren't sort of all of these dependent on how this weekend goes? Well, I was wondering about that. Because Justin Herbert, mm, not that great this week. Is he great? Mm, not right now, no. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts, if he loses to the Giants, great? Not that great. Okay. Trevor Lawrence beats Patrick Mahomes. Does he become great? Yes. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Um, I think he would be, he would take another step up on the conversation, but he's still not, he's not in the same category as Josh Allen. If Dak Prescott beats the Niners in San Francisco. He's good. Oh, he's just good. He's good. He wouldn't be very good on the, on the verge of being a top five quarterback. Well, some would argue he already is, Dan. Um, well, I think we've always said, you know, he's around uh, 11 or 12. That's where he's ranked. Because Rodgers and Brady, are they great? I don't think so. Emeritus. Yes. They're great emeritus. We'll, we'll, we'll grandfather them in. But how many great quarterbacks do we have in the NFL right now? Three? Paulie? It feels like if Prescott won this weekend, he'd get the, well, this is what we've been waiting for treatment. Yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't get the, yep, he's oh, a lead or whatever. Wow. It'd be like, oh, yeah. this is what we've been talking about for five years. He finally did what we've expected. Bloop. But how many quarterbacks do you go, man, they should run the ball more? And that's what we say about the Cowboys. You don't say that about Mahomes. You don't say it about Joe Burrow. You don't say it about Josh Allen. Man, they need to run the ball more. They should be 50-50 with the run and pass. You normally don't do that in today's game with a quarterback and say, that quarterback's great. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I thought they needed to run the ball more, be more balanced. Uh, Tom Brady had no running game whatsoever. So it's not like you go, you got to run the ball more. They couldn't. Yeah, Paul. I think Jalen Hurst is the toughest to quantify because his team is really good around him. He runs almost as much as he passes. He had the most designed runs in the league last year. It's working out fantastic this year. But I'm curious to see him in, in a game where he has to throw 40, where he's down two touchdowns at half. I'm sure he's had a few, but I don't think he had 40 attempts in a game this year. But not enough of a sample size for yeah. me with Jalen Hurts. I would need to see, like, is, is Danny Dimes on the verge of being a great quarterback? Is Lamar Jackson a great quarterback? Today, probably not. Because you lose your offensive coordinator, who was brought in to basically re rebuild that offense around Lamar Jackson, Greg Roman. And it worked. All of a sudden, he steps down. It, it, how many offensive coordinators lost their job this year? Feels like there were uh, at least eight or nine. And then you had the offensive coordinator with the Lions, Ben Johnson, who decided to go back to the Lions. Like if all else fails, the coach goes, eh, somebody's got to go. Well, the OC. We've had quite a few of them. Yes, Todd. How do you go back to the wife after you lose your OC job and you're trying to make plans for vacation? You're trying to take charge and they're like, you don't really know, you're not really good at this kind of planning stuff. And, you know, maybe we should kind of have someone else figure out what we're going to do with our lives going forward. Section row seat. What the no? Oh, what is that? Someone that's used to being in charge and saying, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to run it, and then it kind of blows up and you lose your job. Maybe you, you lose a little face in the, uh, in the household. 
for making future plans with the family. That was a left witch turn. Yeah. That's a thought. Okay. Read it and weep. Could be a possible chief headline. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. If Kansas City loses Thank to Jackson. Thank you, Todd. Ooh, this See, you're year. not capable of planning our family decisions. Yes, because you could fire his office if it's coordinator. It's just, Byron, kind of a we, mean-spirited wife, but there could be some no. out there that feel that way. I, no. No, definitely not. They look at as two totally different entities. Oh, my God. Are you going to die on this hill today? You, I'm going to stick with that. All right. <laughs> we're not going to the Bahamas. And you can't even get it right with what to do on third and six. Why we're not? I you got don't this. even know what we want from the growth report at this point. I mean, <laughs> or he walks outside and he trips. You're not even coordinated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How can you be an offensive coordinator? You're not even coordinated. Very clutchy. You can't even put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> You're uncoordinated. <laughs> Bloop. We're going to visit my mom in July, and that's what's going to happen. XOC coach. You're an offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> How about we take a break here? <laughs> How about we take a break here? Uh, Sports Emmy. Our good buddy uh, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, will join us coming up. Get his thoughts on what's going on with Carolina. I said this two days ago, and it feels like everybody's in the deep end on, hey, Sean Payton, I could see him with the Carolina Panthers. And maybe Tom Brady comes in. We'll ask uh, Albert about that. And what are the odds that maybe he goes back to Tampa because they just fired their offensive coordinator. We'll talk to Albert Breer and also get his thoughts on what's going on with the Ravens. You fire the offensive coordinator or he steps down. Is that a good thing or bad thing for Lamar Jackson? We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big announcement coming up in about 15 minutes where we will be in Arizona, our Super Bowl coverage. Get some phone calls coming up. We settled on a poll question, a Fritzy poll question, and uh, vote at your own risk. And uh, Tyler standing by, taking your phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. He's our good buddy. He's the Monday morning quarterback. He's Albert Breer, joins us on the program. Help me understand what's going on with Baltimore with Greg Roman stepping down. I don't know if that means you're fired. You part ways mutually. But what's this mean for Lamar Jackson's future there? Um, you know, I don't know what it means a whole lot on Lamar Jackson's future okay. because that contract situation is so complicated, Dan. Um, I do think it shows a sign that they want – it is a sign that they want to push their offense forward. And, and we're Greg Roman, I think, did a lot in building the right sort of offense for Lamar Jackson coming out of college. Um, the same way he built an offense for Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco, I think now the feeling is we need to move the passing game to another level – and, you know, that is probably what necessitated some staff changes. And so, um, you know, look, it's not all Greg's fault. Like, you know, they they lose Rashad Bateman for the year, who's shown a ton of promise as their first-round pick from 2021. Um, and the cupboard certainly wasn't full at, at receiver with, with Hollywood Brown having been traded before the season two. Um, so, like, I, I don't think it's all on Greg, but I do think it's an acknowledgement that they have to push the offense forward which I think would appeal to Lamar. Um, but again, like the the, complica- the the contract situation itself is so complicated that I just – I don't see that this solves or ruins anything, if that makes sense. But if Lamar Jackson said, here's the deal, $230 million guaranteed, and I'm mm-hmm. going to sign this contract. Yeah. Can it be that simple? Sure. The Ravens aren't doing that right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I think the divide here – is um, is what you think it is, which is the Ravens are willing to go to the top of the quarterback market, but they want to do it on a more traditional quarterback contract, whereas Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal. And look, it's full. It's really easy to understand from Lamar's perspective if you think about it. He's just put his body on the line for five years in, in an unprecedented way for a quarterback. And if you're him and you've gone through that and you finished the last two years injured, if your team says, well, we want you to mitigate our injury risk three years from now by making the last couple of years of a new deal non-guaranteed, what are you going to say to them? You're probably going to look at them sideways, you know? So um, at the same time, you know, you can understand why the Ravens would want to mitigate their risk because the first three years in the league, 
you can look at Lamar and say it's risky to play him that way, but he wasn't getting hurt. Now he is getting hurt. He's finished the last two years injured. So because of that and all of that, it's, you know, a complicated situation. And I don't know that there's an easy fix here. I do think there's going to be a tell, though. When we get to that period where the franchise tags are issued, which is the end of February, beginning of March, right around the combine, the Ravens are going to have to make a decision on whether or not to put the non-exclusive tag on them or the exclusive tag. Exclusive tag is going to cost about $45 million. The non-exclusive tag is about $30 million. They put the exclusive tag on them at that higher number, they're effectively taking them off the market so no one else can talk talk to them. And at that point, it behooves them to get a long-term deal done because they want to lower that cap number. If they put the non-exclusive tag on them, things get a lot more interesting because then other teams can't – it's not just that other teams can talk to them. Other teams at that point can sign them to an offer sheet and have them for two first-round picks. So I think that's the next real checkpoint in this whole saga. Byron Leftwich getting fired in Tampa, more likely or less likely that Tom Brady would go back, or does this not have any impact whatsoever on Brady? I don't think it's likely Brady goes back there, but it makes it more likely, I would say. I, I do think there are some things about what the way the offense worked this year um, you know, that frustrated Tom Brady. And, you know, part of it is, again, personnel. You know, you lose Ryan Jensen for the year. You lose Al- Alex Kappa in free agency. Ali Marpet retires. Um, you know, their tackles got banged up over the course of the year. Um, there's no question that personnel had something to do with it. But um, I, I don't know that, you know, Tom Brady believes in Byron Leftwich the same way he believed in Josh McDaniels, the same way he believed in Billy O'Brien. And so I do think, you know, hearing Rick Stroud say Billy O'Brien would be a candidate to be the mm. next offensive coordinator in Todd Bowles. I think I think Rick said that last week. I mean, that's a carrot for Tom Brady, you know? So I think which way they go with their offensive coordinator hire will probably be a pretty good indication of how realistic they think bringing Tom Brady is back. But I think if Brady's playing in 2023, in all likelihood, it's somewhere else. Help me understand the Raiders' logic that you say goodbye to Derek Carr in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. Now you're open for business at that position. Normally, if you do something like that, you have an idea who you're bringing in. Yep. Right. They have options, though. That's the thing is they've got two guys who've got an extensive background in their system and Tom Brady and, and Jimmy Garoppolo, who both those guys have a freeway to free agency right now. You know what I mean? Like those guys like there's no franchise tags. There's, no, there's nothing to stop those guys from getting to the market. And Josh McDaniels has a relationship with both of those guys. And so, you know, I think you have a pretty good idea that there's going to be an option out there for you. And, you know, I, I know I've used this example with you before, Dan, but it's sort of the Alex Smith in, in Kansas City um, situation, you know, where I think when they signed Derek Carr to that contract, the logic behind it was you know, we're going to turn him into our Alex Smith. And that would be that that would mean he's sort of your long term bridge where he's going to be your quarterback for the next few years. You can be competitive with him in there. You can build around him. You can continue to construct a roster that can support a young quarterback. And then when you find somebody you think is really special, you can strike and then trade the veteran away. I just think they looked at Derek Carr and there were you know issues with toughness, issues with competitiveness issues with getting the most out of the people around him that they had that caused them to sort of look around and seeing those two guys potentially being out there now, you know, absolutely going to be out there um, on the market. You say to yourself, 
there's a better long-term bridge out there for us than Derek Carr, especially at the number that he's going to, that, that, that he's commanding right now. He's uh, the Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer. You can go to uh, mondaymorningquarterback.com. Sean Payton more likely to take a job this year or go back into TV? I sort of think he's going to go back into TV. Um, you know, I, I think this is sort of a day-to-day thing with him. Uh, you all know, this I, I just, talk about all of these openings and, and but I mean, like, here's the thing is like, I know like two things that are really important to him are geography and quarterback. Right. And like, I think staying close to Los Angeles would have been ideal for him, which is why the chargers kept coming up because the chargers emphatically check both those boxes. And then, you know, you hear his comments, which he made publicly about there being some organizations where you just can't win. Right. And how the quarterback affects that. And like Arizona and Denver, can he win there? You know, because like you look at the quarterback contracts in those two places and it's, it's not like, okay, like I'm going to give this, I'm going to take this guy out for a test drive for a year and then get rid of him. Like those contracts sort of lock those guys into those franchises for the next few years. And like Sean Payton at his age might only have one more shot at this. So does he want to hitch his future to Russell Wilson in Denver? Does he want to hitch his future to Kyler Murray in Arizona? I'm not sure that he does. And, and I actually think the Houston situation might be more interesting. Yeah, you know, I said that it, too. You know, like, because like, you get to pick your own quarterback there. And look, like, part of it is you're dealing with a more unknown in Houston, but you pick your own quarterback there. You've got two first-round picks in each of the next two drafts. Now, maybe you have to give up one of those to get them, but you've still got a lot of them, you know. And in Denver or Arizona, you'd be giving them up, and then you wouldn't have much left, you know. Um, you have cap space. You have some young talent. The team was competitive at the end of the year. Like I just look at it like, like if I'm if I'm Sean Payton right now, I'm probably studying Bryce Young. You know what I mean? Like I'm probably looking pretty hard at Bryce Young and saying to myself, how much do I like this kid? Because if I can draft him into Houston, now I've got him on a rookie contract at a fraction yeah. of what I'd be paying Wilson in Denver or Murray in Arizona. And I have him on that contract for the next few years, and I have all these picks to build around him. I just think, like, Houston, to me, there's just something that's more interesting about that situation. You know, if I'm Sean Payton, and again, you're doing it without the certainty at quarterback, which uncertainty on other parts of the roster, which, you know, like you're going to have to get some draft picks right. You're going to have to get some free agents right. But I think it's an intriguing situation to sort of build the franchise in your own image if you want to. The other thing is, like, you know, if you sit and wait and you decide to go do TV for another year, maybe that Chargers job is open in 2024. If you were the Chargers, would you have made that move? You know, I really like Brandon Staley as a as a as a coach. I think he's got potential. So, you know, I I'm hesitant to say yes. The only reason why is because I do think when you hire somebody at Brandon Staley's age, it like you have to give that guy some runway. He was only a coordinator for one year. So like all the game management stuff and everything else, he's still learning it. And he's really, really smart. And like, I think having a chance to go get the coordinator higher, right. Remember he wanted to hire Kevin O'Connell first when he got to the chargers. And like, by the looks of it, that would have been a home run hire. The Rams blocked O'Connell from going. So you give him another chance of getting that right. And I think there's a chance that, like Staley could wind up looking like a home run in five years from now. Hmm. The problem is 
that Sean Payton's a home run right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Sean Payton with Justin Herbert really sounds like it could be a home run right now. And you look at the, like the construct of that roster, and Justin's young, but the rest of that roster – like it's all guys that are in the middle of the prime of their careers, you know, like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, like you're in a championship window right now. So I think that's the question. If I'm a charger, if I'm one of the Spanoses, like that's my question is like, I really believe in Brandon Staley maybe. And I, I, you know, I, I really believe he's going to grow into something special, but given what I have today right now, can I sell out what, we have right now for you know what it might for what we might have in five years if that makes sense what's the nfl's end game with all these games in europe i think at one point they wanted to put a team over there um i had a number of people in the um like at the executive level in the nfl office tell me that it was initially a 15-year plan when they started the international series in 2007 and so that would put us right now. Like right now is when you'd have a team in London. I think the logistical issues got in the way of that. Um, I like I know at one point they even studied air travel to see if there were advances coming in air travel that might alleviate some of the logistical issues. But I just think like the idea of having like Seattle play in a playoff game in London in a one-off sort of situation that they can't plan around yeah. was going to make it too difficult. But I think they want to continue to grow those markets in Germany and and England. And, you know, I think the next couple of frontiers, probably Brazil, Spain, like I think those are coming. Um, and the goal really, um, Dan, is to continue to grow revenue. I mean, that's that's what it is at the end of the day. You know, and I, I think when when Roger became commissioner, there was this feeling that they had gotten done growing up like with the construction league, what it was, they'd gotten done growing up. So they needed to start growing out and growing inventory. And so, you know, that's 17 games, that's Thursday night football, that's um, putting 14 teams rather than 12 in the playoffs. That's going back to Los Angeles and adding the two teams. And that ultimately is going international. It's adding inventory to what you already have. What about Mexico city given the proximity or, you know, a team in Canada? Yeah, I think if the money was there, they would have done it already. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I think we all I, – I think you'd agree with this. Germany is a much better market for football than the U.K., right? Yeah. You'd agree with that? Like, you know, there have actually been, like, players like Bjorn Werner and Sebastian Vollmer that have come there. There's the history with the military bases there. Michael Strahan was yeah. born there, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, like, how American football has actually been played there. NFL Europe, all the teams were in Germany. The reason they didn't go to Germany the first, the reason they went to London first, is because they, they thought there was more money to be made in London. And, you know, like, I, whether they were right or wrong, that was always the feeling. And hmm. so, you know, I, I think the group of owners that are, you know, running the show now, they're about the bottom line. And, you know, for one reason or another, they didn't feel like the money there was enough money to be made in Mexico City or Toronto to put a team there full time. Otherwise, they would have done it. And they did feel like there was promise for that in London. Like you put one or two teams in London and now you're really growing the pie. I don't think that they felt like adding a team in Mexico City or Toronto would grow the pie enough for them to you know, change the math on everything and do all the things that would be needed to do it. Your upset special this weekend is? Now, Cincinnati's not an upset, is it? Okay, surprise. 
I had the Bengals winning. Um, I'd keep an eye on the Cowboys. I, I just – they looked like a different team on Monday night, you know? And I really believe in the Niners roster, the Niners coaching staff. Like, if we get into a critical situation at the end of the fourth quarter, is a seventh-round rookie going to be able to steer the ship? You know, so I just I, – I I look at all of the games. I think all of the games have potential for upset. Like, you know, but I, the, the, the Cowboys are the team. Like, I, I sort of look at them and did they find something in Tampa? You know, and you got all these people doubting them now. And there's talent on that roster. And Dak feels doubted. And Mike McCarthy feels doubted. And they've been told for three years how everybody's jobs are on the line. I just – there's part of me that wonders, like, you know, if if, if, if they can – create a little havoc for Brock Purdy early in that game. And they've got the guys to do it with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Could they get that game into the fourth quarter where maybe you would bet on Dak Prescott pulling through in the last five minutes over Brock And it comes down to a field goal by Brett Maher. Maher, who missed four extra (laughs) points. (laughs) Well, hey, it'd be a great redemption story, right? So he can can throw him on the list with McCarthy and Dak as being disrespected, right? Can Brock Purdy play his way out of being the starter next year? I think that's going to sort of depend on opportunity. You know, um, like I think, like if they have the opportunity to sign Tom Brady, do they take it with the roster that they have? You know, what does Trey Lance look like coming back off the injury? You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not coming back, but I'd say that those are the two like variables. It's, you think it's not Brady is a real Brady. possibility, huh? You think Brady's a real possibility in San Francisco? I think the I, I, I think the Niners have left that door open since deciding not to do it in 2020. So, like, I don't. I think it'd be a consideration for the Niners. I think they'd certainly meet on it. They'd certainly talk about it. Wow. Um, I think it would absolutely be on the table. I mean, what's great about Purdy, you know, like, and I think this is what's going to be so interesting about Purdy, is, yeah, you know, I had somebody tell me this that you know, and 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 I know the Niners like this about him coming out of college was. And this is something you have to do in the NFL at times. Like how many times at Ohio at Iowa State did he have to be the best player on the field for them to win? You know? Like it's different than like a Mac Jones or a Justin Fields or you know even a Trevor Lawrence like coming out of their schools. Like how many times did Brock Purdy have to be the best player on the field to win at Iowa State? Every weekend. <laughs> Every weekend, you know what I mean? Like so so like you're, you know, when you're talking about a quarterback's ability to maybe level up and be equal to the circumstances, I think that's what they see in Brock Purdy right now. Like, I think internally that's what they see in Brock Purdy right now. And I think that there's real intrigue in the idea of building around him. And I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to look at this and say, maybe we should go into the spring and throw the doors open and have Brock Purdy and Trey Lance battle it out and let the best man win. Yeah. Well, they're cheap, uh, you know, with their contract. Certainly uh, Purdy is. You could bring in Brady for a year and have Purdy be his understudy there. Right. Let those two guys compete to be the number two. Number two. (laughs) Uh, Have a great weekend. Always great to talk to you. Thank you for your time. All right. Thanks, Dan. All righty. That's the Monday morning quarterback. That's Albert Breer. All right, we'll take a break. Got our play of the day coming up, and we'll reveal where we're doing our show in Arizona at the Super Bowl. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. 
Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Check this out. Celtics down 106-103. 22 seconds to go. Smart. Finds Jalen. He's open. Right side three. Tie game. Wow. 
For 47 minutes, it's been a nightmare for Jalen Brown, but he ties it. That's courtesy of the Sports Hub, Celtics Radio Network. Warriors let that one get away. Boston snapping a four-game losing streak to the Warriors, dating back to the last three games of the NBA Finals last year. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Discover. Redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Oh, Mike Golick's going to join us coming up top of the hour. Big Mike. Will, uh, I think he's doing the radio call of the Cowboys and the Niners. He sure is for Westwood One. Yeah. He'll join us coming up at the uh, top of the hour. All right, here we go. Drum roll. Our location for Super Bowl week in Arizona will be in Old Town Scottsdale. We're going to be at the spring training home of the San Francisco Giants. Scottsdale Stadium. Yeah. They gave us the stadium. Great ballpark. And uh, want to thank everybody with the Giants. A perfect location. And uh, we know this park back in the days. We uh, did some shows there when Barry Bonds was playing for the Giants. Paulie was a beer vendor there in the spring of 1995. Never forget. Great week of shows planned. First guest we have, Monday morning, J.J. Watt. Oh, no way. And then after the show, we can't have fans in, but after the show, we'll do a meet and greet. We have the uh, Sprinter van that you can win. It'll be outside, and uh, we'll do a meet and greet. Fritzy will hug your wives. I will. Yeah, the usual stuff. So big thanks to San Francisco, the giant city of Scottsdale, for hooking us up. And uh, we promise to keep it clean and leave it like we found it. Yes, Todd? Did you interview the Say Hey Kid himself, Willie Mays, at that stadium? Uh, in the location where we're going to be, out in right yeah, field. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's where all of these stories took place? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't know that that's where the Barry Bonds thing. Okay, oh. man, who homered? For me. Yes. When I, when I was on the uh, public address, and we were doing our show... And I said to Paulie, can you see if I can do a, a Barry Bonds, you know, introduction? And so Paulie uh, said to the Giants, hey, could Dan do uh, play by or do the introduction for Barry Bonds? And uh, I said, I, you know, I'll leave the radio show or do, the, do that on the radio show. So I did it simultaneously. And now batting number 25, left fielder, a man who homered for me in his last at bat. Say hello to Barry Bonds. Yeah, and you got people in the stands who are looking around like, wait, he homered for you? Barry looked up. On yes, the second one. Barry did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Paul. It's a beautiful oh, ballpark in Old Town Scottsdale. We, remember, we did like three straight years of spring training shows there. Yep. Fun place. Yeah, great location. Oh, it was great. So we will be there all week. Some phone calls here. Uh, Mark in Kentucky. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, I was calling with some suggested things for Seton to do on his road trip. Uh, I've driven across Nebraska and Kansas on road trips with my kids on the way to Yosemite and Yellowstone. And my suggestion is that he needs to get a lot of books on tape and some conversation topic cards once he gets outside of Lincoln for him and the French kids. Wow, that's a shot. Thank you, Mark. Wow. Little uh, little parched there on the sightseeing, apparently. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott in Illinois. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, about eight or ten years ago, we were doing a job in Cedar Lake, Iowa, the day the music died. 
They got a small museum mm. where Buddy Holly and Richie Valens, their plane crashed in Cedar Lake. They had a small museum there. You might have to do some research, see if it's still there. Uh, the hours of it, I don't want to give you guys any misinformation, but it's definitely, you know, not a lot of people have been there, so it's you guys are rock and roll people, something worth seeing. All right, well, thank you, Scott. Barry in Santa Fe. Hi, Barry. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat row. Uh, I wanted to invite Seton and the French kid to make their last stop before Phoenix in uh, beautiful Santa Fe. I will introduce them to the uh, green chili enchilada and Frito pie at Tomasita's. Then it's on to a couple of local breweries for some beers and wake up the next morning and I'll take you for the best breakfast taco and burritos you ever had at Tia Sofia's. Then it's a straight shot to Phoenix. All right. Well, wow, that's quite a quite a welcoming party there. Who wouldn't want to go visit yeah. Barry? Yeah. 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 I would go if I didn't have to visit with Barry. Wow. I'd go to all those places. I kind of feel like if we head through Santa Fe, I think that that's going to happen. But I feel like we would. it would be like... Uh, like Ocean's Eleven or something with him. Like we're all just in like what? bathrobes and cigars and whiskey at 8 a.m. Because it's like, who's going to tell us no, boys? This is the good life. You know what I mean? What was Barry's motto and stuff. when like, Barry moved to Santa Fe? I do what I want, I, when I want. <laughs> with whoever I want yeah, or when, something like yeah, that? something like that. <laughs> all right. Big Mike Golick going to join us coming up here top of the hour. We'll get to more phone calls as well. Update the poll results. It's a meet Friday. Morale is high. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.